Hello, and welcome to Unapologetically Flawed. I'm your girl, Miss Marie, and I want to just take this time out to say, yay, we made it. So as of today, I'm recording this on December the 31st, 2018. And so I just want to say, thank God we made it. I made it through another year in spite of all the obstacles, difficulties, and everything that I encountered this year. I do thank God I'm, I'm grateful for everything that I've gone through. It's made me a better person, made me who I am, and it's taught me a lot of things, um, which leads me into the topic of this podcast, which is bow down and boss up. Now, so we all know when you bow down, what are you doing? You're submitting yourself. You are um, yielding to something you are or you're giving praise to something. Um, but in this case, bow down and boss up means it's pretty much a personal journey about how I came through a situation and it forced me to be the boss that I am today. So 2017, mid um, summer, mid summer, I was working a job and I ended up um, all of a sudden getting sick, like not knowing what was going on, came home one night um, and immediately, well, like shortly after getting in bed, I felt um, a pain in my head and it soon went through my entire body. Scared me half to death. Literally, I usually don't say half to death because I ain't trying to die. You have what you say. You speak life or speak death. But that literally scared me half to death. I didn't know what was going on. Um, my husband was nervous, and scared and everything. So um, that uh, fortunately for me, that was on a Friday night, which I worked Monday through Friday. So that next day, didn't have any clients, didn't have anything to do. Um, I'm sorry, I had something to do. But anyway, fast forward. Um, that weekend, I ended up thinking, I thought I had the flu. So um, I took some flu medication. That was a big no-no. It ended up drying me out so bad that I had a nosebleed that was kind of hard to stop. So that was like, okay. So finally, after two days in bed, finally went to the doctor, was taking off work for a week, thought it would be okay. Um, I really didn't have any kind of medication to take because she didn't know what was going on with me. So um, I just really, I stayed asleep a lot because I did not have any energy, did not want to eat um, anything. So you know how you Google, <laughs> you Google and you web and do yourself deal. I thought I had everything. Like I thought I had lupus. I thought I had MS. Like I had so much stuff <laughs> that I was like, I'm about to be dead. I supposed to be dead yesterday. But um, I ended up going back to work and just so happened that following week, um, my doctor was out. So I, I really I could have stayed off, but I was only excused through that Friday. So I was going back to work that Monday, went back to work that Monday. I called the doctor. Um, she didn't. She wasn't in. So I was like, Lord, I got to go to work anyway. So I went to work. Um, ended up I was I felt horrible. Like, but I was trying to push through it because I was like, I got to work. You know, I can't just sit at home, X, Y, Z. 
So went to work, ended up getting a phone call the next day, which was on a Tuesday from the doctor's office. And she was like, we need to see you back in the, the doctor wants to see you back in the office tomorrow. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So go back into the doctor's office. She asking out, mind you, she ran a whole bunch of tests. Still didn't know by the time I went back to the doctor, like she asking me, well, did you do this? Did you do that? I'm like, no, I did nothing. I did nothing but go home and, and lay down. That was it. Well, that was um, on a Wednesday. So she took me out for a month then. So I'm like, okay. So the whole time I'm off, I'm like, I was like, my energy level was horrible. Like I thought my vitamin D was low. Like I had, like, it was just so much stuff that was going on. Fast forward month after I have been off work, I go back to the doctor, still no results. And it's like, well, what? I have no idea what's going on. So I'm taking all the, getting all these tests run, like you name it. I probably had it, had that test run. So still nothing coming back. Um, so I'm still off and still, mind you, my energy level is still low. Like I'm really just like feeling bad, but not knowing what to do. So I'm just continuing to live and like, okay, Lord, and praying through the process. Um, shout out to real, G, uh, real BB Judy who says that, but, um, praying through all of that, like, Lord, please, whatever is attacking my body. Father, please just heal me. Like, that was my prayer. I had to really pray for myself, over myself, and trust God through the process. So, fast forward. Three months up, I go back to the doctor. Um, the last, Next to the last day before I'm supposed to go back to work, which, on, which was on a Thursday, um, I, had to, I had an x-ray. Had an x-ray done. Finally figured out what was the problem. The doctor was so like perplexed because I'm sitting there like, thank you, Jesus. Now I know what it is. And she was like, but um, it's like, no, you don't understand. Not knowing from August to November, the end of November, literally like the end of November, not knowing what's going on with you, not how you can't medicate because you don't know what you're medicating. So I found out what was going on. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. So I was, um, we started a plan of attack from there. So started doing all of this. Well, she still ended up taking me off for another six weeks because I ended up having to um, go through physical therapy and some more tests. Um, <clears throat> and in the process of all of that, you know, I was like, Lord, I can't go back to work. I can't go back to my job because. If I go back to my job, it's only going to get worse. Like the issues that I was having, it's only going to get worse. And everything that I've accomplished so far, because um, I was going to rehab like three days a week. <clears throat> two, two, I'm sorry, two days a week. And it was like, like really, it was a mental thing. It was a spiritual thing. It was an emotional thing. It was like a big roller coaster. So I'm like, God, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't go back to work. For one, these people don't even care about me, like at my job. Like you have a handful. You had, I had a handful of people who really checked on me, but people who I really thought would have had my best interest at heart 
call me or whatever. No, none of that. Nobody who I really thought would call me, call me, check on me, anything like that. So I was like, mm-mm, can't deal with it. Um, so all the while in the process of this, you know, I have been praying and asking God, like, just show me, show me what I'm to do. Show me how I'm supposed to maneuver through through this thing. Because if I leave this job, the security that I've had for 14 years, well, 13 at the time I had, actually, by the time I left, I had been at 14. But at the time I had the conversation with God, I was like, Lord, listen, I have been at this job faithfully for 13 years. Never caused a problem that I knew of <laughs> because I got in trouble a lot. There was things that was not my fault, but I I was faithful to this job and I was grateful for the job. But after so long, my purpose was like dead there. And so after praying to God, I was like, Lord, you're going to have to show me. You have to. What do I need to do? And so he was like, you got to trust me. I was like, but wait. Are you sure? Am I really supposed to trust you? Like, you know, you know how you question God. Like, okay, is this really God talking to me? Am I really supposed to do this? Oh, Lord, what? So in the process of all of this, God was just showing me things. And he was telling me, do this, do this, do this. Did not have a clue as to why he was telling me to do all of this. Mind you, this was before I even decided to um, quit my job. I had already planned um, to get my finances in order. I had already planned. Well, of course, they were not like really out of order, but it was just like a plan of attack to where I was like, okay, personal bills, you got to knock these bills out. Why you? Why you have? You can afford to pay them off. Like you just lazy, just pay the bills off. So I paid personal bills off. I got personal things like I decluttered my life. I. Oh, my God, I decluttered my life. I decluttered my life by, like, just communication was, like, necessary with people. Like, if it's not a necessary communication, I don't, because you're not adding value to me. You're not adding value to my life. So, I decluttered my life, um, got my marriage together. Not that it was not together, but that's one of the things, you know, is my, is God my home myself, my business. Like I, I can't go out of that order. So I got my home together, meaning, you know, communication was stronger. Like things were, you know, everything was just falling into place. I had no idea why these things were going on, like why I was so in a rush or like so focused on getting all this stuff done. Well, then bam, sickness hit me. I've never been sick, like, to the point where, like, not knowing what's going on, never had to happen. I had, you know, minor illnesses, you know, in the past, but something where you, like, that just kind of knocks you off, excuse me, knocks you off your your feet, literally, never had that before. So when it happened, I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God, like, okay, so fast forward, all of that. That's my bow down part. I had to really bow down and humble myself and humble, you know, my mind. Like I had to, and then even the words that I spoke, I had to speak them in a different way. I couldn't just be all like, 
and I'm I'm not a braggadocious person. I'm not a boastful person. I'm not a, you know, an arrogant person. But I had to start speaking with confidence and with faith and um, and really being sure of myself when I said certain things. Because to humble yourself in a situation where that's the only option you have, that is one of the most um, is is kind of it, it kind of makes you feel like small at times because you like you have no other way to go, no other place to go, but to bow down. So in that instance, um, I had to really trust God. I had to trust God to um, say, OK, Jesus, the ball is in your court now. I'm giving everything to you. I need my healing. I need my finances back. I need everything that the enemy is trying to take from me. I need all that back. So fast forward, when I finally made the decision to um, quit my job, it was one, I think the my my um my my boss boss, <laughs> I went and talked to them first, and that was the hardest conversation I had to have was with my overall boss, not my immediate boss, because she wasn't whatever. Anyway, um, but my boss, my overall boss, that was the hardest conversation that I had to have because I knew that they genuinely cared about me and we had established a relationship beyond the job. So that was one of the hardest conversations that I had to have to tell them I need to quit this job. But they understood. They understood and did not hold me, you know, didn't try to stop me or, you know, they told me that they were sad about it. But that that was pretty, um, you know, that was pretty humbling. humbling to know that, too, that somebody really appreciated you in that position. Um and now with my coworkers, that was a whole nother situation. I was ready to leave some of them because some of them were just negativity spewing out of them for no reason. And, you know, I'm a pretty positive person. And I just, I'm glad that I didn't let that um, take me, take me down or change my mindset about what I was going to do. So, um, said all that to say how I had to boss up. So leaving this job, like making really good money, um, having benefits, everything was like, okay, so I quit this job. Now this last check and rolled in. So yeah, so you're a boss boss now, right? So you you got a spa, you doing your job, you doing your thing. Then you turn around and you, because you have so much coming in, you got to ask somebody to help you. So with that comes, you got to pay these people. Like, they ain't working for free. You don't want to work for free, so they got to work. You know, they working. You got to pay them. So I'm like, okay, yes, yeah, so I'm a boss boss now, right? Like, I, I got people. I got, I'm responsible for it. It ain't just me anymore. Like, I went from one room. Oh, and in the process of all of that, I moved locations. Um, I went from a one-room establishment to a um, three-room um, personal bath, waiting area, retail area space. So 
that was like, okay, do I make this move? And I did that move, what, a week or two before I quit? And I was like, Jesus, okay. But I will say one of the best decisions I've ever made was to be my own boss. Um, I had to, now don't get me wrong, it's some, it has its challenges, challenges, but <clears throat> it's been the best thing. It's been the best decision for me. Um, do I sometimes feel like, did I do something wrong? Yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, I love what I do. I love my job. I love the responsibility that um, I have, I'm in charge of. And to also be able to afford other people the opportunity to learn, to grow, to move and maneuver. Like that's one of the most rewarding feelings ever to have all of that as well. Because um, some people, they get in position and they, they say they're a boss, but they don't want to pay nobody. They don't want to be responsible. They are unprofessional. They don't have anything, no qualities of a boss. They don't pay folks like <laughs> vendors. They don't do anything. But you're a boss. But you can't show me anything. You know, so um, I'm grateful for how I had to bow down and boss up. Ooh, child, because it has been something, <laughs> you know. But like I said, a year, almost a year later, um, I've been at my location. It'll be a year, January. So January the 27th, actually, will be a year that I've been at the new location. Um, I've been blessed to have several people work up under me, several people work for me. I've been in positions where I've been able to educate people, help to push them into the field of um, the beauty industry. And I thank, thank God for that. Um, so it's what you have to do, and I'm going to leave you with this, um, that's my personal, you know, how I had to bow down and boss up. But one, a few key points I want to leave with you is one, know where you're going, know what you're doing and know why you're doing it. That's one. When you actually submit yourself unto somebody else or submit yourself into your purpose, you have to forget self. Like, it ain't about you anymore. Like, when you say, okay, this is my purpose, it ain't even about you anymore. Like, don't nobody see you. They're seeing what you're doing. Like, they're seeing your name. What do, you, what do you stand for? Like, what principles do you go by? Like, what are your morals? Like, what? how many do you stand by your value? Are you professional? Do you stick to your, you know, rules and guidelines and regulations of your, your whatever it is, whatever type of business you have? Who are you? Have you bowed down? Have you really totally submitted to the purpose that you've been given or that you've been assigned? Um, two, get your personal affairs in order before you become a boss. Your personal affairs will bleed over into your business affairs if you do not know how to separate them. If you can't tell me what you do in your business, and it looks like your home life, that ain't business. If you look at Beyonce and Jay-Z, y'all know nothing about their home life unless you see pictures that other people post about them because they're not posting on social media. They got media teams for that. 
So you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> now, Jay-Z might. But Beyonce ain't posting that on. And if she is, y'all, please show me the post. <laughs> I'm just playing. But you get what I'm, my point. They're not showing you their private lives. And they have a business. They're not doing that. You can tell what Beyonce is doing. You can tell what Jay-Z is doing on their business side. That's how usually, that's what a real boss is. You shouldn't mix the two. Never should mix the two. Um, another point I want to point out is know your what you stand for. Know what you stand for in any situation. Sometimes you have to take off a cape of being boss and let people see the real you. But you always stand in your truth. You always stand firm in who you are. And don't let anybody take that away from you. Don't let anybody take that away from you. And don't let anybody make you compromise who you are just for whatever. Um, one of the last points I want to point out is don't being a boss is not just financial. You can be a boss, you can be a leader, and you can be, you know, the stuff without having all of the money. And I say that to say this, it will come, dedication, perseverance, structure, discipline, all of that takes place before you get the financial gain. You have to be responsible and you have to know why you're in it to reap the good harvest. Because you can reap a bad harvest. You can reap a bad harvest. So to reap a good harvest, you keep your head straight. Be that boss. Bow down and boss up. Like it's we're going into 2019. Don't take anything that did not help you from 2018 into 2019. And if you listen to this years later, don't take anything from the previous year into the next year that does not help you or did not help you grow in the last year. Same thing for the next day. If something didn't make didn't help you grow yesterday, leave it there. Don't don't go get it. Don't go get it. Don't bring it with you. It ain't even worth it. So, again, in my throat, I'm not sure what's going on. I think I've been talking too much all today and trying to record this podcast, but my voice is kind of like, ooh, it's not doing right today, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, again, I want to um, wish everyone a prosperous year, a blessed year, a happy Happy, happy new year going forward. Bow down and boss up. No other option. Bow down and boss up. Whatever you need to lay down, lay it down. Whatever you got to do to boss up, be that boss. Be the boss over your life first and then take control of your business. Take control of your marriages. Take control of your children. Take control of your household. Be a boss in every aspect of your life. But first, you got to humble yourself in order to boss it up. All right. So, again, this is another episode of Unapologetically Flawed. I'm your girl, Miss Marie. You can follow me on Instagram at ms underscore m-a-r-i-e underscore t. You may email me at m-a-r-i-e 
P-R-E-T-T-Y at yahoo.com. You may also follow my business page on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I-M-A-K-E-U-P-M-E. Um, I, every time I try to spell it out, I get it wrong. <laughs> so it's at I Make Up Me, which is I-M-A-K-E-U-P-M-E on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Oh. That's a tongue twister for me. But um, again, this is Unapologetically Flawed. Please make sure that you're sharing this podcast with others and make sure you give me your feedback. If you have any topics you want me to discuss, please, please, please don't hesitate to um, let me know. And again, moving forward, go bow down and boss up and make your life greater than what it is. You can always achieve for great, achieve and work towards a greater purpose than what you're living today. Don't settle for today. Always move forward. Always live and love life. All right. I'm out. Bye.